yes. Back on the radio here. The real estate show that we do every Saturday, 11 to noon. I'm Byron Lazine, local real estate agent. I've got a, a pat. You remember this guy, Chris? You remember him, no, right? No, he doesn't. He doesn't remember you. He wasn't here that day. <laughs> he was. He was here? All right, good. We've got a guest from the past. I don't know if it was... When was it? The winter? When did you come yeah. on? Yeah, at least six months ago. Six months ago. I mean, this Something guy... Like we're we're going to be talking specifically about apartments and multifamily today, because uh, I've got the expert on. <laughs> this is this is Bill Kucher. He's a commercial lender at Jewett City Savings. You run the department there, right? What do you, I certainly do not. You do not no, run the I, department. I have a boss. You do. His name is Mike Alberts, and uh, we'll have to get him on the show one of these weekends. I've met Mike before, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mike's a good guy. I didn't. Re- so, I thought you were his boss. Uh, yeah. No, I can't. I can't claim that at all. <laughs> Mike's been doing it for a couple decades longer than I have. Got it. But Got don't it. ask his age. He's a good guy. And uh, <laughs> Jewett City Savings, obviously located. What is that? Main Street. Main Street, Jewett City. We have uh, four branches: Preston, Killingly, Brooklyn, and um, Plainfield. So yeah, we're super local, and uh, we do a lot of stuff. But what I really want to talk to you about, and I know Jewish City Savings is a great oh, bank. Yeah. That's fabulous. But what I really want to talk to you about is the is the apartments. What are you up to on cool. units right now? Um, 39 apartments. I have to look at my notes here. Uh, 15 rooms, which we can go into details about, and then one commercial space. So 39 apartments, 15 rooms, and what was the last one? One commercial space. One commercial space. So that, yeah. that is uh, uh, that's that's a lot like of doors. F- 55, yeah. 55 doors this guy's 55 operating. 55 doors. That's and working lot, full man. time. But don't, you know, it's not it's not all me. My wife, Kim. I right. give a shout out to her. She's uh, she's the property manager. She helps out a ton. And uh, so we That's like a full time job. That's her full time job. Doors. I mean, geez. Yeah, yeah. So we're. Uh, yeah, we're doing it, and we're able to do more now. She just kind of came on full time within the last six months. Um, so yeah, it's it's all good. Bill Kucher is joining us. Jewish City Savings multifamily apartment guru. When did you get started <laughs> buying some of these? I'm going to call you the guru here on today's show. <laughs> I, I hate that. Man. Yeah, no, that word's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> it I, is. I don't, just, I don't like that. Well, word there's either. gurus out there. They're always trying to sell you something. I'm not trying to sell. Anybody, You're not trying anything. To sell just, nobody, uh, nothing. Just Except for ed- maybe a education. Loan. Well, yeah, I mean, if you, you want money, but I sell money. Like, who doesn't want that? Right. It's the easiest thing in the world to and sell. And you're giving it away right now, by the way. Oh, my God. Interest rates are uh, still low, so. So when Come. did you get started? Um. So, yeah, I started in 2007. Uh, you know, as we all know in the real estate world, 2007 was uh, was buying at the high, high of the market, and then the, the demise came in 2008 with the crash, so. Bought my first duplex in 07. Uh, I was 23 years old. Basically, I knew um, from working in the banking world, I graduated college in 06. Uh, you know, wasn't banking, talking to different people, looking at interest rates. Um, saw that, hey, I could buy a house with uh, with basically no money down using the CHFA uh, 30-year fixed rate mortgage. So Your first deal was less than four units then? Oh, yeah, it was a duplex. Two, so, two, two so it was owner-occupied duplex. So what they call that... Is house hacking. So mm-hmm. I was able to live in one side, rent out the other side, obviously get rents to help pay the, the debts. And uh, it was all good. So, yeah, first deal in 07. That's what I like about Bill. He's got all these cool, you know, catchphrases here house <laughs> hacking. Hey, I, I didn't invent them. So, um, but yeah, from there, 
you know, kind of. I think you should have started with the two unit. And so people that don't know, four units and less, you can use one of these uh, loans that Bill's talking about. Correct. Basically, first the time home buyer loans. First time home buyer loans. Yep. Um, Low to no money down. Do you think that was the right move, or would you have gone bigger? Um, I think it was the right move for me at the time. Um, you know, in if I was totally trying to get as much cash flow as possible, which I'm kind of at that stage now, but back then it was more of kind of just figuring things out. Um, but yeah, if, if if people want to ramp it up right at the beginning, get a get a four unit. Um, obviously, you've got more to deal with with you know three tenants on the side of you, but it's going to provide the most cash flow. So I think for me, a duplex worked. I was able to kind of figure things out, uh, get some systems built. Um, so yeah, it was cool. <laughs> So two units. What was the next purchase? How many? Um, so I actually took the next five years off. Um, you know, the the crash really scared you know not only me but a lot of a lot of people. You know, er- everything was all over the place. Foreclosures, uh, banks. You know, me as a banker. You know, it was it was tough to get loans. Um, so I kind of waited till uh, till the market um, calmed down a little bit. So in 2012, when the interest rates were really at you know their low point. Um, I was actually able to get a 30-year fixed mortgage at 3.625 wow. on a four-family, which is sweet. Um, so yeah, 2012 is when I started ramping up. And that again. was an investment property for you. Yeah, yeah, so this non-owner-occupied investment property. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the rates are still. I think they're at maybe four and a quarter today. Yeah. So they haven't haven't really gone up much, but yeah, 2012 got a four-family, then 13 got three four-families, and just kind of went from there. So. Three, four families in the same year. Yeah. Yeah. Was now, <laughs> why, Economies of scale, my friend. Why wasn't that scary? Because, um, you know, like I was saying about building systems, so, you know, buying my first duplex in 2007, um, being entrenched in the industry, being in banking, you know, I'm, I'm always the guy that wants to keep, you know, further educating myself, so always reading books, going online, listening to podcasts. So basically I knew from what I had learned that, Hey, it's actually easier the more units you get. You get economies of scale. Um, ideally, your cash flow is higher, so you can afford to pay people to do the things. Maybe I'm not the expert at. Um, you know, you can kind of get concentrations. You can control the market a little bit where you are. For example, three, four families are all right next door to each other on one street. So the whole street mm. is just, you know, my houses. So you like the mayor. I, I'm not. No. Uh, can you, if you own all the properties on the street, can you petition the town to name it the Bill Kucher Street? You know, street? What? I uh, I you never know? asked that. Somebody else asked me that. The but, Coop uh, Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm good. We'll we'll stick to what's there. Coop Man Avenue. We'll, no. We'll keep it simple. <laughs> Coop Drive. Billy Kucher. Kucher Way. Billy Kucher Way. Oh God. I like it. <laughs> Do you own every property on the street, or is there one somebody uh, yeah, holding out? Yeah, every property. Every single property. It's just a small little dead end street. Yeah, in good old Plainfield, Connecticut. So. I'd rename it. I would definitely rename that. <sighs> well, Byron, you know, people see your name in light. Sometimes they want to go after you. So <laughs> let's try to try to keep it simple. You got that. You got that right. You know who? Uh, you know who's after me right now? Martin Mark, McKinney. Martin you know, McKinney. He's after me, big Mark, time. He's a good guy. Service station equipment. Oh, he's yeah. the best. Grizzled, Grizzled, Connecticut. He's a Grizzled guy. That, that's, we, we like him. Yeah, absolutely. We're, hey, we're Grizzle guys too. Any any of the G towners, we love and appreciate. But Martin's after me because he's just got all these Oleo gift cards. I was down there, by the way, the other day. I love that place. Have you you got to go in and ask for the bartender Lisa Two Bunnies is her name. Are you sure this is a restaurant or uh, uh, Oleo <laughs> Oleo restaurant <laughs> in Groton, Connecticut? Yeah, yeah. Right when all you right. walk in, the bars right there. It's like yeah, a couple yeah, steps yeah. Down. I know the place. 
Uh, yeah, ask for Lisa. She's All right. she'll take really we, and you got to tell you know Martin. You know you got to give her the service station pitch. So she'll she'll hook me up maybe a free ice water or something. Well, I don't know about basket that. Basket of bread. She doesn't serve too much water at that bar. <laughs> so yeah, Martin McKinney's after me to get some of these Oleo gift cards pumped out. If you've got a deal, an apartment deal that you're looking at, maybe it's you know like Bill started with the two units. Maybe it's fifty units. Uh, we've got Billy here. Let's take advantage. He'll tell you. You know, back of the napkin, what it could yeah. be worth if you want to check in on that deal. And we'll have an Oleo gift card for your courtesy of service station equipment. We're coming right back. You're listening to The Real Estate Show, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. is the number to call in. We've got some of Martin's money. That's what we're going to start calling it. Martin's money (laughs) service station equipment that we like to give away. So if you've got a deal that you're looking at, could be two units or more, and you'd like us to do back of the napkin, call us in, tell us the details, tell us what are some things that we would need to know. We'd need to know the NOI, right? Do you need that number? NOI is huge. That's 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 a catchy, catchy yeah. little term there, I think. Net out. operating income. So the easy way to look at it, you take the uh, the rental income, you subtract all the operating expenses. So that's all the expenses of the property uh, without looking at the debt. So forget about mortgage payments, forget about interest. So just literally take the rent, subtract the expenses to run the place, there's your NOI. So you got to know your NOI. That's an important one. What, do you, what's is. A, what else is super important to you? If these guys have... You don't have to have all this information. We can... You know, we can kind of try to piece some of this together, and and what we're going to do is give you mm-hmm. maybe an estimate of per door what that what that deal would be worth. What do you want? Like the trailing twelve? Not everybody's going to have that. Those are tough to get, by the way. Ah, uh, they are. Yeah, and and some sellers you have to be careful with because you know they can uh, kind of fluff the numbers. Um, ideally, you want to get their actual tax returns. Yeah. Which some people are like, oh, I'm not I'm not giving you my personal tax returns. No way. But if you get your tax returns, you know you've got a real seller. Correct. Correct. And the property, the Schedule E, uh, part of the tax return is separate from their personal, so they can literally just provide you with the with the uh, Schedule E, and uh, to not have to worry about privacy concerns or anything. So you can still get the actual numbers, um, and that's. I mean, ideally, you want to get the last two years, so you can see, you know, get an average over years for expenses. So you and want rents. the trailing twenty four. <sighs> trailing. Well, trailing, trailing 12, as long as you'll the, go. Yeah. <laughs> Two years tax returns, ideally, and then like the trailing, whatever year you're in. Yeah. Um, but it, you kind of have to do a lot of the research yourself. What if they don't have this stuff, but they're looking at a deal? Maybe they've right. got, maybe they've got the rents. They've got, you know, some of the um, yeah. utility cost. You know. So I'll give you a perfect example. I bought a seven-family in Sterling in uh, in February this year. Yeah. Uh, seller was out of state. She inherited the place a few years ago. Basically an absentee landlord, you know. How vacant was it? Uh, two out of the seven were vacant. Okay. Um, so it was, yeah. yeah. So she she was running into issues and um, 
really didn't have numbers to provide. It was just very basic, you know. Here's the here's the rents I'm getting now. Here's the taxes and insurance. But I had to do some digging to get you know utility costs and you know talk to the town and whatnot. So a lot of the due diligence you can do yourself without a seller. So you know online property records, ton of information there. Um, you talk to local realtors; they can kind of tell you what uh, you know average expenses are for properties. Um, so yeah, you have to be willing to put a lot of the work in yourself. I think, and this is Bill Kucher, by the way, Jewett City Savings. We're talking about the 55 doors he owns and operates. What is that? CE, CNE Property Rentals? Is that your yeah, deal? Yeah, CNE Property Rentals. CNE yep, Property that's, Rentals. That's my wife and myself. Is his management, would you call that a management company? Yeah. That's management his management company. company where you're just dealing with your own 55 doors, though, on that company. Correct. Right? Yeah, we don't have our real estate licenses. So, yeah. um, nope, we're just doing our own thing. For 55 doors is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, no, it's There's a lot I of work it's there. Not. So, but one one thing I keep hearing, Bill, is you've got to know your marketplace. You bought in a certain area. You mm. knew that market. You knew the rents. You knew the players, the agents, yeah. uh, the brokers. You I think that's knew the demographic. That's important for people looking to just get started. You know, everybody wants to find you know this big fancy deal. Uh, you know, in some high growth area, maybe in a big city somewhere, but. Ideally, you know, focus locally until you get, you know, some experience. Then maybe you can look outside your, your general area. Um, <laughs> another one of my catchphrases, I guess, like, look to your farm. Mm. So your farm would be ideally like 30 minutes from where you live. Yeah. Um, it's easier to manage that deal. Too. Oh, it is. It's easier to manage properties. You know kind of who's doing what. You know the yeah. properties. You know the tenant base. You, you know, know the guy that owns the pizza shop. You know the guy that you yeah. Know, and, you know what the jobs yeah. are in the area. Um, so yeah, you kind of have to learn. You know, learn to walk before you run. I guess. What and you're buying? Do you have like a rule? I won't buy anything. Um, you know, older than 1900s. Do I? Do I you know? Do you no. have certain rules about the the properties that you stick? No, by? I mean obviously Eastern Connecticut. Everything's old. Um, you know, old mill houses. So that's most of my properties are just old mill houses. The oldest ones built in 1880. Mm-hmm. Most are built in 1900, 1927. One of them. Um, so age doesn't scare me. You're going old. Going old, but hey, they were they were built well back then. Yeah. <laughs> Good. You know. And then on the older properties, obviously that's where you can kind of find the deals. You know, if you're buying something new, new construction, everything's more expensive. You you're gonna have to pay for it. So you know, there's. There's different schools of thought. It, it all depends on your personality and what you want to handle. Me, since we have the management company set up, my wife and I, we can handle the older properties that might need more management, might need more um, work done to them. Mm-hmm. But that, that's where you find the value add opportunities. Yeah. Um, you're buying something turnkey that's you know perfect condition. You're not going to make any money. It's like I buying mean, a bank if, CD. If you're buying new construction, you got to be in an area where rents are rising, right? Oh, definitely, yeah, because. Um, because you're going to yeah. push them up anyway because it's new. Right. You're going to be the yeah, highest. You, yeah. And if it's new, you're you're paying a lot. Um, so you have to get the high rents to, you know, make up for the high mortgage payments and, you know, yeah. other expenses. So I don't know. That's just my philosophy. Would you but, build, if you had land that was, uh, you know, zoned to build a four family, would mm, you do it? Or would you just so try to sell the land off? That's a, a, an interesting case study. I've actually looked at that with some of my other. Uh, and say it's in your farm, right? You have this lot. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're free and clear on the lot somehow. You got a you got yeah. a market value or below market value deal on the mm-hmm. land, right? And now you've got the option. It's approved. It's ready to build. Do mm-hmm. you build the deal or do you just sell it for a small marginal profit and move on and yeah. find something older to rehab? Um, to me, it's not worth if like. And I've I've looked at the construction costs. I do construction loans, you know, in 
you know, my nine to five. Um, <laughs> at least in Eastern Connecticut, it's not, you're not going to get the return that you'd hope for if you're building new. The cost of materials is super expensive. Labor is expensive. Zoning, getting everything done through the town, a lot of money. So to me, you're better off, you know, taking those funds that you'd use to build something brand new, maybe buying a couple buildings that need a lot of work, put the money into those, and then you're able to realize a higher cash flow. The flip side of that, obviously, you know, the older buildings can be more management intensive, so you have to make sure you can handle that. If you want something that's low maintenance, easy, get great tenants, pretty much never have to even look at the property, then you build new. But to me, I'm a cash flow investor um, doing it for, you know, quote unquote passive income. Mm, it's not um, passive though, right? Uh, far I mean, from this it. is not passive income, dude. Like <laughs> no, that's, that's the one thing. And that's that people what people get hung up on. They think, you know, hey, I can uh, buy a rental property and just cash checks and yeah. all is good in the world. But no, well, actually, I mean, your wife's working around the clock on these deals yeah. while you're, you know, well, Bill's out buttering up to people at Jewish City Lavings with croissants and coffees. You know, she's out there <laughs> busting her hump on on these oh, yeah. deals, Kick, kicking people out in the street. <laughs> you know, <laughs> kicking people. <laughs> so, so Bill's got it made, right? He's got the best. No, Bill's Bill. This guy right here works around the clock. We're talking sixteen hour, seventeen hour days. Yeah, that's, he's, that's he's getting out of the bank and and he's going going and and uh, and doing this this side hustle here. Right. But that's not passive, right? If you're leaving, you know. You no, got it's banker far from hours, passive. and then you go and you work another five, six, right. seven, whatever it takes. Your wife's working. You, you guys are putting no, in the hours. I mean, even last night, uh, a guy basically abandoned his apartment, left a bunch of junk, and I was forced to bag everything this up. This was last night. This was last night at six o'clock. We're talking Friday night. <laughs> Friday know? night, yeah. And I had to basically drop all of his junk off at his job at Dunkin' Donuts. That's rosé time for like real estate brokers like myself, you know? Yeah, it must be nice. And, but, <laughs> and I'm handling dirty laundry. Um, so yeah, there's never, uh, I, I, the whole passive thing is just like a misnomer in the industry. Like I said, unless you're buying turnkey with property management company in place, but you're not going to make any money. It's, it's plain and simple. You've got your stuff pretty, I mean, you went on a couple of vacations this year. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. We're, we're figuring it we're figuring it out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's getting, like I said, the more you get, the, the easier you have it to is. have, it's like leaving, you know, your dog, uh, in the kennel, right? You gotta, you got <laughs> Well, we don't have a dog, have, so our, you our cat's pretty easy to maintain. <laughs> but you got to have everything in place, right? you got to right. have somebody that's going to be able to respond yeah. uh, to an issue. Sure, yeah. And even on vacation, I mean, we're you know we're still doing business. Mind you, it's you know emails and, and text messages, so it's not a huge uh, you know tax on our time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know we've got a local contractor that's been pretty much full time for us for a year. Um, got all the local people that can help kind of watch over things. So yeah, it seems to be working. 860-464-9490, that's the number here. If you want to chat with Bill, if you've got a deal that you're looking at, or one that you're selling, by the way, you could be mm. trying to sell a deal. Give us a call. Give us the breakdown. Whatever information you've got will help you get a valuation on that property, and we'll give you an Oleo gift card courtesy of Service Station Equipment. You know what else we might do? Chris, by the way, Chris runs our board here in the back. He's the guy you know, playing the music getting the calls on, which we need one by the, you know, a 6 l 464-9490. But Chris, we haven't, we haven't prank called anybody in a while on this show. Are you up for that? Sure. All right. We're going to do that when we get back. We are going to, we're going to prank call one of our state senators. I think, you know, we've got his cell phone. I don't know how we found his cell phone, but we've got it. And uh, we're going to give him a little surprise, little surprise call. Mark Nickerson, who's the selectman of East Lyme. 
uh, made a post on Facebook this morning and talking about the the budget cuts. I want to ask one of our esteemed state. He's a senator, right? What is uh, he? No, he, <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a political guy, so don't ask me. I'll tell you exactly what he is. I don't think he's actually a senator. Maybe maybe he is. He's going to be mad at me now. I don't even know his deal. Um, that's okay. I want to ask him if this happens, right? I'm looking at a lot of shoreline properties, a lot of the properties in your neck of the woods, Bill, uh, in G-Town, in our neck of the woods. I'm, mm. I'm a G-Towner at heart. Well, at heart. At heart. But you've abandoned us. <laughs> I've, not, I've not abandoned. Uh, I will be there for the opening of that restaurant for sure. You know, I'll Sweet. be there for that. Um, I want to know if this is going to trickle down to... You know, they're taking the money out of the schools. School's got to come up with that money. Town's got to come up with that money. Mm. Where are they going to get it? Property taxes going up. I want some answers. I know you guys do too. We'll be right back on the Real Estate Show, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. state budget is adopted our governor Daniel P Daniel Daniel oh it's Daniel it's not Daniel <laughs> Daniel Daniel P what does the P stand for Daniel P Malloy would reduce grants to school districts by 28% in October so uh, Mark Nickerson many many of the listeners know Mark I'm sure he's uh, first selectman in East Lyme made a post on Facebook this morning, devastating to say the least. East Lyme will lose 100% of its state aid, $9 million. Uh, this is irresponsible shows total lack of leadership from our governor and the Democrats. Geez, beating up on those Demis. I don't know, I don't know if that's the approach in this, but he's a politician, so that's mm. what they do, right? Uh, get back to Hartford, pass a budget. But there was a guy that we know well, in the comments sections here. Let me see if I can find it. Go ahead and dial that number here. He's a state rep, right? The 45th? Yes, 45th. 45th district. We're going to call him right now live on the radio. You think he'll answer? Kevin Schoolcheck. He's maybe, a friend of the station. Maybe he's busy. Uh, can we get the ringtone on there? Can, can you get us? It? So yeah, look at that. The drama. He does not know this call is coming, <laughs> by the way. And uh, it looked like... His district was going to be impacted by like 16 plus million dollars mm. on the story that he posted. Those are Sterling, Plainfield, Griswold, Lisbon, V-Town would lose 16. Really? What's up, Lee? Hey, this isn't Lee, Kevin, but you're live on the radio, brother. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I got Bill Kuchar in the house. This is a hey, Jewish Kevin. City thing here. GC? 
you guys honestly are doing this, I'm going to come down to you and punch you in the nose. I, would, I, would, I really do want you to punch me. But before, I want to get a little commentary on, you know, you you made the comment to Mark Nickerson. You're going to yeah. lose $16 million. I'm not calling the to get, put you in a hard yeah, no, spot. No, it's all good. It's all good. I, I want to see. I want your usually opinion. Usually, before you go on live, though, you usually get a tip by somebody. No, you, if you're friends with. It's it's more dramatic on the radio if I do it yeah. without you knowing about it. That's you all. know, yeah, yeah, and then you actually answer the phone by now. I'm, I'm kind of realizing <laughs> screwed up. Hey, so save this number as it could be Lee Elsie for oh, some I do. important I business. Lee. That's why I said Lee. Or or Lee, it could be me. Byron Lazine just freaking totally breaking my balls. So maybe I won't pick it up. That could be you the. Wait, mm. You wait till wait till uh, Martin. Uh, <laughs> this and is I a, talk later. This might not be the uh, Byron Levine show anymore. This is a Martin McKinney funded show, <laughs> service station equipment. Uh, All right. So what do you want to know? No. So you made the you you put the link there, and yep. your town, Sterling, Plainfield, Griswold, Lisbon, Voluntown, going to lose sixteen million dollars. Yeah. Where are we making up that money? I'm hoping it's not property taxes, brother. Oh, of course that's where it is. And the bottom line is, when you look at anything like this, when you have cuts, first of all, the bottom line is, so we start school here in the next few weeks, right? Um, yeah. Budgets are already set. Uh, where we've already kind of passed through, like Griswold, for example, has passed the budget. Passed the budget based on what they thought it would be. Um, based on the numbers that we were seeing, indicators we never ever expected these kind of severe cuts. And I think this is purely just a game by the governor. I think this is his attempt to uh, to manipulate the system that he wants. He wants the teacher pension systems to be offset to the uh, municipalities, and he's going to play hardball. And unfortunately, he's playing with the future of children and i i don't really uh, find that uh, amusing he's not robin hood i think that considering himself robin hood is an absolute insane comment and in how narcissistic can somebody be uh to say that he's going to take from 80 plus municipalities and offset this funding to the most needy meaning cities because they've been mismanaged and misrun for years and years and years now we're going to pay for it uh, out of the smartly run municipalities, uh, as I said, about 80 of them throughout Connecticut. And it's just, it's disappointing. And you know, I'm, I'm passionate about G-Town. That's uh, my hometown. But I am on the shoreline now, and it looks like the shoreline was hit pretty hard. East Lime, uh, 9 million. That was Mark Nickerson's post, obviously, that, that you commented on. Right. Bill owns, right. you know, Bill's deal. He owns 55 units in that. He's Donald Trump of uh, uh, yeah. Southeastern Connecticut with uh, real estate. Come on. He is. And <laughs> so, too, yeah. we're looking at Plainfield Sterling here. His taxes go up. He's got only one place he can hand that expense off to. That goes yep. down to the tenant. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so right. Trickle down. Yeah, so the affordable housing, you know, those those people that are struggling with less than 15-hour-an-hour jobs, they're going to be forced down to pay more money. Now they're going to be forced, where do they cut? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be? I mean, this is a serious quality of life issue, and, and again, this governor is just playing games. Um, it's how he it's how he operates. Um, that's why he's just made this. This really, he made created this mess. They're not doing anything about the spending. And by the way, it's it's not it's not a revenue problem. It's a spending problem in Hartford, right? We spend so much and so over heavy when it comes to uh, especially management uh, throughout all the different uh, departments. Why don't we look in there? He says he has. I don't think they have done enough there. I don't think so either, Bill. What are you seeing? If if this kind of happens here, yeah, do you think the economy really takes a hit? You're going to get less uh, requests for loans at the bank. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, think you know, people always need money, and you know, yeah. business people are always going to find a way to get through it. The problem is they're just going to have to account for you know higher expenses via a higher property tax. So, right. if they're acquiring new building, they're going to have to buy it for a better price. Mm-hmm. The seller's going to take less money. Um, you know, like we mentioned, it's it's going to get passed on to the end user, which which is the tenant. 
Um, they're gonna have to pay higher rents and then quality of life, like Kevin mentioned. So less people are gonna be out and enjoying themselves if they've got less money to spend. But Kevin, let's hope that doesn't happen because you've got something interesting coming up in uh, in JC, right, brother? Yeah, I got a little project we're working on. Uh, actually, uh, you want to talk about it here or no? You want to yeah, break I mean, some news? Yeah, we'll break some news. You know, uh, <laughs> we're actually working on a thing, a little project called Pub Forty Five, and it's uh, the first of hopefully a few uh, units we're gonna have throughout. Southeastern and Northeastern Connecticut, uh, and their small style pubs, really designed around going any footprint. You can give me fifteen hundred square feet. You're a real estate guy, and Bill. Uh, I've actually looked at one of Bill's properties, mm. um, and uh, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't quite in the demographic I was looking for. But uh, regardless, it was too good for you, right? <laughs> yeah, it was way too high profile for me. Um, but no, we're, we're kicking it off in Jewett City, and, and we're excited. You know, I, I purposely chose Jewett City. Because this is where I've been doing my business for four years, the first selectman, and really talked about revitalizing downtown. And Bill and Byron both, you both been in meetings with us. You know what we've been doing. And so we chose here for a reason. And uh, we're excited about kicking it off. And like I said, sometime in September, it's a totally, you're not going to see the concept anywhere around. In fact, our entire menu is designed around meatballs and uh, all kinds of uh, fun foods, uh, pub-style foods, but mostly all-finger foods, and, and, and again, draft beers and craft beers and good whiskeys, wines, and just a great atmosphere in downtown. I love meatballs, Kevin. I mean, mm. I just have, love them. I mean, I remember going to my grandma's. I'd be like, I don't want the pasta, I want the meatballs, right? So, <laughs> but we got we're going to have any kind of balls you want. Uh, there'll be lots of different balls in there. There'll be meatballs. There'll be uh, is there any broken balls? balls. Yeah, bu- busting balls. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have all kinds of that. So it's, it's going to be a fun. Uh, menu, and we're going to have my my wife's special Oreo balls for dessert. So everything's going to be uh, a fun atmosphere. Like I said, I assume, Byron, you're coming down? Uh, am I going to get an invite after this crank call or what? The prank no, call you're, you'll be fine, buddy. I, I, will, <laughs> I will hold it against you. I love you both. So. You're not going to hold this against All right, well, maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe we should do this. Maybe we should get Martin there. Maybe we should do it on a Saturday yep. and drag Chris down from the station and, and do, do it right there. Do a live remote. Sweet. Yeah. You know, do a yeah. live remote. Do you think I'm Martin on will- that. Will he yes. get on the show with us, though? Yes, 100%. I'll make sure it happens. How many balls will he have in his mouth when he does that? Oh, uh, he's, he's well, He loves the meatball theme. I mean, he's, he's all excited about it because he's a big protein eater. You know, he doesn't eat a lot of carbs. So this is right up his alley. Meatballs, that is, right? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. All um, right, you guys be uh, be good now. Thank you for the <laughs> hey, Kevin, call. Take care. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin school, school check the uh, state rep for the 45th district. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. We like Kevin. We like getting state reps on here and talking meatballs. Mm. I mean, that's... He should have no. just called it meatballs. You know that place in Wesley, Meatballs and Martinis? Uh, no. I, unfortunately not. It sounds a little Longos. too fancy for me. Yeah, I, I like it. It's good. It's a great <laughs> oh, you're, place. you're a fancy guy. Canal Street in, in uh, Wesley. Hmm. Actually, Wesley's a good example. That's what I think Kevin's looking to... Yeah, Westerly then uh, Putnam is a good example. In the, well, Putnam's uh, the a better quiet, example, probably. Yeah. Corner, yeah, but both both towns, they're you know they're reinvigorated. There's new business coming in. They've got a vibrant downtown. Um, so yeah, Jute City, we're we're getting there slowly but surely. I, I, I do like that Kevin's putting his money where his mouth is. There, yeah, you know? he's, he's investing back in the community. He's been like. talking about that community, and he's been uh, working hard, really mm. hard. I mean, he, there's no doubt about that. He. These guys work hard. We beat them up. They deserve it, but uh, some of them do actually work pretty hard. 860-464-9490 is the number. We're going to get back into the multifamilies. Uh, we've got Bill Kucher here, Jewish City Savings. He owns 55 doors in the region. If you have a multifamily question, an apartment question, a deal that you're looking at, 
and you want some help getting to evaluation, 860-464-9490 is the number. This is The Real Estate Show, and we're coming right back on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Especially when they're politicians, you know. That just makes well, it even... They're, they're used to getting hammered on, so that, that's right. That's pretty easy for them. Now, we appreciate Kevin if he tuned in here, playing along with us. And the information was valuable information. We've mm-hmm. got a, another caller on the line. We've got Mike from Killingly. How you doing, Mike? Good. How you doing? Doing great. How's uh? How can we help you? We've got Bill Kutcher here, Jewish City Savings, 55 doors. We're talking multifamily. We're talking state budget stuff. What, what interests you? Hey, Bill, what I want to know is how many units I have to buy to become a millionaire. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I want to be a... Hey, can uh, you play the song? I want to be a billionaire. <laughs> also, Bill, I didn't get my check yet this month. Oh, oh, about that. Oh, it's in the mail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, Mike, you know, do you know Bill? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. We're uh, good old buddies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you in, the, uh, you in the apartment yes. business yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Mike's the guru of uh the quiet corner cell. What how many units do you have, Mike? Uh, well, I don't talk units, number of units, but how many buildings he's do you modest. Have? What do you got? What do you got? The Give me something about here. To scream past me, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't I, you He's know, got a few dozen. Uh, I don't work for the, in unit number. I don't work for the IRS, Mike, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a they listen to your show. I'm just a right. lowly real estate agent. You been listening just today, or do you listen often? No, I was supposed to have an appointment with Bill this morning, and he, and he blew you off. Oh yeah, well, you know, on the radio. So I'm, I'm listening sorry, on Mike. the internet at home. I'll make it up to you, Mike. You sound <laughs> yeah. old enough to be a millionaire. You're not a millionaire yet. <laughs> Who's that? You, Mike. Mike knows. Oh. He's just asking well, a little question. Years on Bill. Right. But as I said, he's about to uh, run past me pretty quickly. Well. You, you, you know yeah. as well as I do, Mike. It's all about time in this industry, and uh, in order to in order to become a quote unquote millionaire, time's got to pass, and equity right. has to build, and uh, there's no get rich quick scheme. Um, do well, you one cons- of my gurus said to become to have a free and clear house, you buy a house and put a loan on it and breathe for thirty years, and it'll be yeah, that's that's smart. I think um, you know people get too caught up with. Uh, you know, flipping properties, you know, cashing out, put into something else, and then you know they don't realize the uh, the long term wealth, um, you know, from holding real estate that that they can realize. So, right, right. Well, yes, the money's in holding, not selling. Right. But we're talking holding apartments, not sing- I mean, you're not going to make money holding a single family house. No, oh, that's how I made all my money. <laughs> holding just the single family. You were renting these deals. Renting them, sure. Okay. So you put yeah, together absolutely. a portfolio. I'm talking about one single family house. Oh, oh, well, you start with one. We were talking about that earlier, that everybody's all wound up about how many houses they need to buy, but for a starter, you just go buy one. Right. That's the biggest thing is people get analysis paralysis. They worry, you know, how many units do I want to get? You know, how much am I going to pay? 
they end up doing too much due diligence and they never get into a deal. So, so Mike, you found a system buying these single family properties and putting them together. You were managing them. Did you keep them in the same area like Bill, like one little farm? What, what, how did you, how'd you run this deal? Yeah, Northeast Connecticut. So, you know, from Thompson down to Plainfield and out to Canterbury. Uh, I think the furthest one we have is in Coventry, Connecticut, mm-hmm. but local, very local. Is this passive income for you, or is this hard work? Uh, uh, if we didn't buy and sell a little bit, it would probably take us one day a week, maybe. Mm. That's not too bad. Mike's got it down. He's got it down pat, this guy. Jeez. <laughs> it's just a breeze, uh, Mike. My wife huh? manages him. Oh, so. your wife does all the work. I got it. Mike's got it down. It's, right. you know, did you teach Bill that trick? Yes, yes, you did. You might not know it, but you did. <laughs> Kim, Kim, thanks you for that. All right, Mike, you got a question? Uh, no, I just wanted to chat, so All I'll right. let you guys keep going. Cool. Thank you. Mike's thanks, from Mike. Killingly. He owns a ton of units. I think it's probably closer to 200, the way he was talking. Oh, no? at, at least. At least. <laughs> Guy's a millionaire. Not quite. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling, Mike. You, Mike. You know, I would have given him a gift card, but he didn't even have a question. He just I, want... He wants a gift card. Should we send him one? Yes. You got his contact? I, I got his I got his address. I'll get his contact from you. We'll send him a <laughs> It's just Martin's money. The yeah, who cares? Service station equipment. It's tax deductible. Yeah, they can write that off. Right. I don't it's know. It's all if, good. I don't know if Lisa Two Bunnies gives him a receipt over there at the Oleo. Mm. But that's a whole nother conversation. Bill, if people have been listening and they're interested in multifamily, they're interested in buying apartments, doing what you're doing, mm. where should they start? Uh, so it's all about education and networking. Um, I, I would start, you know, everybody kind of goes to online, you know, whether they're looking for a house or, you know, whether do, they're doing anything, you know, online is usually the first stop. So website called biggerpockets.com. Awesome resources. I, I'm not endorsed by bigger pockets. So ah, that's too bad. <laughs> but just a couple, couple of young guys started this website a few years ago. They have, uh, weekly podcasts, um, with just normal Joe Schmo's, you know, telling their story. So they're not trying to sell you anything. Mm. Um, so go on Bigger Pockets. There's a ton of articles. They have a great discussion board, the podcast. So that's what I would do if I was first, you know, thinking about doing this. Um, besides that, go to some some networking meetings, you know, local chamber of commerce events, uh, Connecticut, CT RIA. It's a real estate investment group. Check them out. Um, just make sure you be careful, especially as a new person uh you might think you have to spend a lot of money for education you don't you know every like i said bigger pockets is free bigger pockets free yeah yeah do that just do that uh, what about these groups you're talking about locally um yeah there's some local uh you know real estate investment groups that are great i'm in one in manchester they now do, do they charge oh yeah them? yeah no totally free no totally we all free. just get together sometimes we'll have guest speakers sometimes we're just hanging out and chatting about you know who's doing what youtube um, you can find information oh on youtube, YouTube you know? yeah and yeah. there's endless Sources of, of education out there for free to build right. point. And that's, you know, and like I said before, there's no get rich quick scheme. There's no like silver bullet. So you got to educate yourself, figure out what you want to do. You know, there's a lot of different aspects to make money in real estate, whether it's, you know, landlording, uh, wholesaling, flipping. So you kind of have to find your niche. Some people get caught up. Oh, I want to do a little bit of everything and they end up doing nothing. That's always the case, Bill. If you're trying to do a little bit of everything no matter what industry you're in, you mm. typically end up doing nothing. If you can get laser focused on something that's a guarantee, uh, you end up winning. People ask me all the time in, in sales, too. They're like, you know, 
how do I get started in sales? And I tell people, and I don't know if, if it's the same in, uh, if you're building apartments, I tell people go work for mm. uh, a quote unquote expert, <clears throat> someone that's doing what you want to be doing right. in your marketplace, but go work for them for free. Sure. For, offer a for service. For a period of time. Offer a service. Can people do that in, in like what you're doing? Hey, Bill. Oh, easily. I, I want to come, uh, I want to come clean up some stuff. For yeah, free, I mean, man. <laughs> even if they don't want to get, uh, you know, down and dirty, I'm always happy to, you know, give people tours of the property, tell them yep. all the facts and figures, you know, kind of hands on. Hey, this is the building. This is all the details behind it. Um, so yeah, there's plenty. It's just you know that person has to be motivated to get out and do it. You know, a lot of people like to talk, but you know, action is the whole whole next step. Execution's always the key. There's there's a. I mean, and especially with this, it's like ah. Oh, I want to just sell my house and so I can start buying multifamilies. I want to buy a multifamily mm. without having ever gone into some of these deals, yeah. without having sat down with like, like your wife who's running, yeah. she's running the books, the operations, sure right? She is. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's got it. She's got it all down. Um, I mean, we, we're learning something new every day. So, you know, even though we have systems, it's, it's always changing. Did you end up using a uh, software like Buildium or yeah, something similar? Yeah, we use Buildium. You do? Yeah, that's, we collect rent payments online. We do all of our accounting on there, our general ledger, um, leasing. So yeah, Buildium's sweet. And I'm pretty sure Buildium, it puts out a little bit of content, not to the level of bigger pockets, but... Yeah, yeah, they have, um, you know, live webinars and, and whatnot. But yeah, bigger pockets is definitely the best source that I've found for, for education especially free education. You don't typically rely on when you're looking for deals, when you get your education and you've maybe, you know, kind of hung on with a couple guys like Bill and gotten some, some more education. Um, you typically, when you're looking at a deal, you don't rely on a lot of the brokers, right? You're out there talking to people mm. that own a lot of these buildings. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's business owners, but you're talking to a lot of different people to right. uncover a deal. Yeah. Once once you're in the industry, um, obviously there's uh, you know commonalities with other people doing it, and we all love talking about it because we're in the trenches every day. So, you know, a lot of deals can be found just by you know networking with folks. Um, you know, you don't have to. Look, networking with your local brokers is is awesome. Yeah, I recommend it, but you don't have to do that necessarily. There's multiple ways to find deals. So, what's been your most effective? Honestly, just going on the MLS. Um, and uh, and kind of negotiating prices down. Yeah, yeah, significantly. The biggest thing with like MLS listings, as as you know, that that's the retail buy. Exactly. Um, but if you can find out, you know, the motivation from the seller, hey, why they're looking to sell, maybe you can, you know, work out some creative structure. Maybe they need cash really quick. You know, maybe they want to hold a note. Uh, you know, seller finance mortgage where they can get a stream of income. Um, so yeah, if you find out what the seller's motivation is, you get deals that way. If someone's coming to you right now in this landscape and they're saying, hey, I want uh, to borrow money to buy a commercial building mm. or I want to borrow money to buy this 10-unit mm. uh, property, what is more, you know, say that the commercial building's retail, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, what makes you feel easier as the bank? Uh, the you apartment. Know, the apartment. The apartment building, 100%. Um, you get a warm and fuzzy on the yeah. Apartment. You get economies of scale. You know, retail. Obviously, everybody knows how Amazon's uh, wiping out uh, a lot of the small players out there. Yeah. So retail's you know, strip malls are, are scary. Um, you you know, can there's make, high vacancies. As a bank, as a commercial lending bank, you can make more sense of a ten-unit building oh, sure. fully fully occupied. Of course. Right. People need a place to live. You know, assuming the building's in a good area and you've got good tenants. You know, ideally, you should get pretty steady cash flow. 
We got a caller on. Go ahead, put him through, Chris. Brad from Groton. Brad, we've got Hello. a couple minutes left. Brad, are you there? Go ahead. I'm here. Hey, Brad. Hello. Yes, Brad. We're here. Okay. I'm um, like to differ with your uh, person that you have on there about property management. That if you hire property management, you're not going to make any money, and that's that's mm. uh, not true. Brad, do you own a property management company? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh yeah. No, Brad, I'm uh I, I wasn't saying you're not gonna make any money, but obviously, you know, the, the margin is gonna be less. And and I'm you know, if somebody wants to just not be involved with the property at all, yeah, hire a property management company. But, you know, in, in my idea, if you want to really scale the business, you kinda have to you gotta get in the weeds, you gotta be on the ground, you gotta see it. Um so yeah. I think property management companies are great. Brad, b- by the way, if I bought multifamily again in the future, I would be utilizing property management services. Reason being, I know I know Bill self-manages. Reason I would do it, uh, I just know that my full-time business requires 16, 17 hours, and I need that time to, to have the income, to have a sure thing. Uh, I think there's value in both, but you got to have the right deal. Brad, stay on, because I want to talk to you. I apologize. The show's ending. Bill, if people want to find you at Jewish City Savings, where can they quickly? Yeah, uh, email address bcoutre, B-C-O-U-T-U-R-E, at jcsbank.com, or they can call me at 860-376-7560. It's Bill Kuchar, Jewish City Savings. I'm Byron Lazine. Join us next week, Real Estate Show, 94.9 News Now, and stimulating talk.